the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. For our midweek Lenten services, we've been working through the Apostles' Creed and its meanings. Tonight, on the third article regarding the Holy Spirit. But first, a few things about the Creed. A Creed confesses only what God has revealed about Himself. Since that's all that we can really know about God. Nothing we confess in the Creed is what we understand about God or the things that we've somehow figured out about Him. It's not a list. So the Creed's not a rundown of a list of all the things that we understand about God rationally. But in the Creed, we are simply saying back to God what He has said to us about Himself. That's what the word confess means. It comes from the Greek word homo legeo, so homo, same, legeo, from the word lagos, word, same word. So we're saying back to God the same things that he has said to us. God speaks to us, and we repeat back to him what he has said about himself. I believe, we say, but we only believe because it is God who said it first. And we take him at his word in spite of what we see with our eyes and in spite of what we understand or don't with our minds. The Apostles' Creed's focus is upon primarily what each member of the Trinity does. So the Father creates, the Son redeems, the Holy Spirit sanctifies or makes holy. You'll notice that in contrast, the Nicene Creed spends a lot more effort describing the mystery within the Trinity, the nature of each person of the Trinity, and how each one relates to the other. But not so in the Apostles' Creed. It's quicker. The Apostles' Creed is much more interested in just the actions, what God is doing. So instead of focusing on what the Father is, or what the Son is, the Creed simply states what they do. And likewise with the Holy Spirit, the Apostles' Creed is most interested in what the Spirit does. But notice in your Apostles' Creed, if you in fact look at it, just look at it. Page, what is that, seven? Page seven on the top. Not a lot of words about the Holy Spirit there in the third part. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Tell me something about him. What's he look like? Some sentence about the Holy Spirit, something. You don't get a lot there in the creed. It simply says the Holy Spirit, but then it goes on. The creed jumps from I believe in the Holy Spirit to those things that the Holy Spirit does and where the Holy Spirit is. So that's profound, the way the creed is written. I believe in the Holy Spirit, and then not a lot of things about the Holy Spirit it would seem. And yet everything there is really precisely about the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. Now spirits are necessarily not seen or heard in themselves. 
since those are physical attributes. Spirits are spiritual, not physical. So the Holy Spirit is only known by what God's Word tells us about Him. And we simply confess it back to God because we don't, since we confess what we don't see or what we fully understand. So it's not just creeds that we confess in the church, but in fact, that word confess is usually associated with something else. We confess sin. Confess, again, means to say the same. So it is God who tells us that we're sinful, and we repeat it back to him. I am sinful. It's that same Greek, homo repeated back to him, and it's because we can't actually see it ourselves. It has to be told to us how bad it is. It gets at how badly corrupted our sinful flesh is. We can't even see it for ourselves. I mean, sure, some sins we know and are aware of, but we don't really comprehend the depth of how our sin goes. We might notice some stinky fruit that grows on our tree, but we don't see that the whole tree is in fact rotten. We're nose blind to our own stench. Our sin is not fundamentally what we do, but it is the sinner that we are. We are sinful trees that bear rotten fruit, and we're so bad that we don't see it and we don't believe it. So we have to confess it. We confess those things back to God that we don't see or understand for ourselves. And that gets us to the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sins, that we would confess them. It's the Spirit who even leads us to confess our sins. And it's the Spirit who has us even believing that our sins are forgiven. In his mercy, God gives us the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin. As Jesus himself says in today's gospel, when he, the helper, comes, he will convict the world concerning sin. He will guide you into all truth. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Spirit goes to work on the heart through the preaching of the word and convicts us of sin. In our reading from Acts 2, we heard that at Peter's famous Pentecost sermon, those who heard were cut to the heart. That is, they were convicted of sin and brought to repentance and faith. And as we sing in the psalm, and just as we sing every Sunday, create in me a clean heart, O God, take not your Holy Spirit from me. And we're praying there, God, I need you to create a new heart in me since I can't do it for myself because I don't even realize how bad it is, and I only make it worse on my own. So send your Holy Spirit to drive me to repentance and give me faith. The Holy Spirit is in the faith-giving business. Faith is all a gift worked by the Spirit through the Word. The Catechism puts it like this. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. Just as 
we're too sinful to see or believe that we're so sinful. We're also too broken and sinful to choose Jesus or to come to him on our own. I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus or come to him since my reason and my strength are part of the problem. It has to be worked in me by the one who runs the faith and repentance giving business. The Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts. Gospel and gifts. What we would also call word and sacraments. Those are the defining actions of the Spirit. That's what the Spirit does. That's how you know where he is working and what he is doing. Word and gifts. It's also ultimately what locates the Lord's church. The church is not found according to road signs and in buildings, but it's found wherever the Lord's word is being proclaimed rightly and the Lord's gifts are being delivered according to Christ's institution. That's where you find the Lord's church. And so also that's where you know that the Holy Spirit is at work. So the creed doesn't spend a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit, but instead jumps right into where and how he does his work, because that's what matters most for rotten trees like us. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. The Holy Spirit is at work in the church here and now so that means that the church is a holy place because God is at work here, making us holy. It's the holy Christian church. No matter how often things look rather unholy or unimpressive in our earthy experience, like when flies or mice fall in the baptismal font, when stuff breaks and paint crumbles, when pastors forget their lines and chalices spill, when children scream and parents snooze and cell phones ring, it's all okay, since it was never holy because of us anyway. We're only here to be made holy. We wouldn't pray, create in me a clean heart, unless our hearts were dirty and needed cleaning. Despite the grumbling, broken hypocrites that frequent this establishment, most especially the guys up here, despite the sinful lives that we all drag into this place, the shame that clings to us, the guilt that weighs us down, the anger and animosity we have toward others, and even the anger we might have toward God, it is the holy, Christian church, not because we were so holy in ourselves when we showed up here, but he makes us holy here and as we leave this place bearing his name. The Holy Spirit, the one who is holy and makes us holy, makes us holy through the holy gifts and makes this place his holy church. It's hard to see and it's even harder to believe. So we confess it 
repeating back to God what he has told us about himself, and we hold him to his word. In the name of Jesus, amen. We stand.